and welcome back to Dealing With It, a podcast about rolling with the punches. This is a mother and son podcast. I am Trish and I'm the mom. My name is Matt and I am the son. Thank you so much for joining us today where we have a very special guest, a friend of the show, returning guest. Mm, thank you. Katie Hello, Macbeth. It's, it's me, Katie. <laughs> there you go. Katie, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for being on today We're where we will be talking about imposter syndrome, mm. uh, something that I think affects everybody for the most part, at one point in their lives or another. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a bold statement, but I think we'll... Do it. We'll find out. Yeah, but bold. I got some stats. So. Oh, oh, nice. You brought the statistics. That yeah. <laughs> Our Katie. Our Katie is so smart. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank She's you for doing good. the heavy lifting on this thank episode. You. Yay. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a fraud, though. <laughs> oh, perfect episode. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but first... Uh-huh. What have we got, Matt? Um, our goals from last week. Your goal, mom, was to water the grass, yeah. keep that bad boy lush. Mm. And I can't say lush, but the grass is green and continues to grow, as is crabgrass that has now made its way. Oh. It it wasn't there, and now it's there. Yeah. And I water it, and I'm going to mow it, and we'll figure it out again next fall. Yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime. But you the, succeeded. I put um i put water on that grass <laughs> oh. and um i i have a sprinkler and i move it around and and i don't forget it and leave it on all night it, it's a little it's a little more than it sounds you know it's oh i know kind of like like being a, a farmer and having to go change the water yeah. on my crops yeah mm-hmm. sort of like that yeah. yeah i think any of our farmer farming listeners would agree yeah they're gonna be just <laughs> shaking their head like she is awesome she got it i <laughs> uh, know yeah. Uh, so I didn't, and you, Matt, had an important goal around uh, your clothes and taking care of your clothes. I had a laundry-based goal of as soon because I have this bad habit of I'll do my laundry and then when it's done in the dryer, I kind of just uh, leave it in there until Katie needs to use it, <laughs> and that's where my clean clothes hang out is in the dryer rather than a drawer. Yeah. So my goal was to when as soon as that dryer goes, I'm done. Mm-hmm. His clothes are done. My goal: pull them out, fold them, put them away. Right. But how did it go? Not good. Uh, not good. Yeah, I, they sat in the dryer for like four days. Yeah, and then now they're sitting on top of your dresser, and still then I, not folded. And then I did pull them out of the dryer, and then I put them on the dresser. After four days, then I just had yeah. You know what? If anything, I wouldn't call this a failure though, okay. because I've learned something. What did you t- <laughs> really? I've, I've learned that it. You know, it's that I that it's it's hard to do. <laughs> it is. It's a, it isn't easy. And it's, it's a easy. habit you have to set. No, I and need Habits to, are hard to set. Yeah. They can be. But I need to work on it. Oh, no. We also have our dogs in the studio, and Zeno's decided to get himself tangled up in some <laughs> cords. Oh, my goodness. So but I, 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 I haven't seen where you do your laundry. Do you have a laundry room? We do. Area? We're very lucky. Uh, yes. We, there's a laundry machine. Because you're in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's a lo- uh, washer and dryer in um, our side of the duplex and it's nice. I mean, it's nice to have. Yeah. Uh, this is the first place I've lived that has that, and I think I just have become too complacent with being like, well, dryer, you know. Yeah. No one else is using that right now. Katie's not using that right now. Well, um, I, I mean, I hate to call you out, but before you lived with me you, and you lived in that house on 17th Street and you used the laundromat, instead of, like, you know, putting stuff away right when you got home, you would just dump it all back in the same hamper that you used to carry it over there. And then you would just fish it out of that hamper. So, so I feel like it's always been a long... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I have a two hamper system. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
in the past uh-huh. wherein i have my clean clothes hamper <laughs> uh and then once i have worn them i put them in my dirty clothes hamper and then once one balances uh once the scale tips one way right farther from the other that means it's time to go do laundry <laughs> Uh, this, you this know, reminds, this the, is life building skills yeah, that, yeah. you know, well, this just, it, it, there's so much more light on, on this. I, I have, um, a memory of something oh, no. happened this year, maybe Christmas time oh, this year. Oh. And you brought over some laundry that you needed to have done. And I'm not sure what it was about. Is it still in the dryer? No, <laughs> I, because you weren't there. I, I, after it came out of the dryer, I folded it all and put it back in the hamper you for did. you. Yeah. And you were so like, oh my gosh, my, I'm thinking, you are so sweet. What a good boy. You are so, no, but I didn't realize you are probably really blown away that your f- clothes were folded. Well, I felt so guilty that I'm like, hey, can I come do laundry at your house? Because I was over there for one reason yeah, you or had to another. Do some, uh, you weren't going to be at the house, but. Uh, and so I was like, oh, yeah, this is a it, perfect opportunity to do laundry. So my plan was just to do that. And then for you to fold it for me, I was, I felt guilty. Oh, you did? I uh, did. Well, he, it, he feels guilty anytime I, I do it for him, too. It's just. It's one of those things. He wants to be independent. <laughs> I want to, I'm I a want big boy and I can <laughs> I can fold my laundry. I just don't want to I don't I hate the feeling of like putting someone out in yeah. general. Like I if I've like intruded on someone else's like time. Yeah. Then I'm like, "Oh, damn it. I what did I do?" You know, I think it would be worse if if uh, you just took your laundry out of the dryer and like put it on the kitchen you know the, the, not kitchen but in our kitchen cabinet or a, a sofa that would be worse because then people have to step over your stuff i know yeah yeah you know it this is going to be something that i uh that i tackle you know it's it's shine it's it, a light has been shown on to well and my... it seems like you did have a desire for it to change so you know it's yeah. it's it, you're admitting mulling it over admitting there's a problem is the first step of uh of solving it yeah get a butler oh that's a great yeah that's a great deal we'll just hire yeah, a cleaning yeah. service to, to come, come to do our laundry. duplex. And then we could just stop having to and worry I don't have to do ourselves. anything. All right. Yeah. Well, problem solved. My goal this week Next. Is, to, is to find a butler. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I will. I'll keep working on it. You know, we'll get there. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, in general, y'all, mom, Katie, how has the week treated you? What has been going on? Well, let's see. So uh, last week we talked and i surprised you with yeah, my you iced tea day mm-hmm. so i have been receiving uh comments calls uh tell me mores from my friends and your brothers and um yeah um i think i think my big surprise was a surprise to people yeah <laughs> and and i haven't heard back from mr ice tea man at all so um i i think that we mutually agreed that uh, just wasn't a match for us. Yeah. But this week, I'm just pretty sure that, well, first of all, that hasn't bothered me one bit that I didn't hear back from this person. And secondly, I am very much getting back in touch with um, what really makes me happy, which is being a learner hmm. and doing stuff. So I am really exploring options for for me to be uh, out out doing doing what i like doing and uh, not searching for that was never me i i uh so i've been running some ideas past people maybe i need to maybe one thing is to go back to uh to get a a real estate license and and show houses and do uh, not full-time work and i don't know a lot about it but i think that would be something that i would enjoy um i like 
houses and I like um, people and people getting houses makes me happy and Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe I, I, I just feel like I don't really need a job job, but, but I was something to keep busy and just a project. I mean, um, gosh, about the time I was 15, 16, I started having jobs and working Yeah, and even through having kids and, and, uh, and all, I was always a, a working mother and I've taken this last year for myself. Um, but but then there's part of me going, who am I kidding? I was never a good stay-home lady all the time. So this is probably the fact that I'm a little restless looking for something is just still me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I don't know. That's my realization this week is I don't need to go find a person. I just need to keep um, inspiring myself with new learning, new things. And if I meet people, uh, with like-minded people doing that, then I'm going to make new friends. And that's yeah. cool too. Yeah. Totally. I've I've always kind of liked that idea too of being, you know, like that if if I whatever if whatever I'm doing is following something that I'm creatively interested in or something that like sparks an interest in me, then the people I meet along the way doing that are the people that I am going to generally want exactly. to spend my time around yeah. because we're into the same stuff for the yeah. most part. Yeah. yeah. Like that's one of the things I love because like socially, I, small talk, any of that stuff, I just you know. Pass, it's hard. pass. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I like going to the dog park because you always have something in common with the other yeah. people there. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, you have dog, we have dog. Let's talk about dog. We know exactly what we should talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, following a, a a passion or an interest, seeing what roads that leads down, that sounds great. Yeah, I feel like that's in human nature too to always want to be able to do something and contribute mm-hmm. back to you know society or right. your community or whatever. So yeah, like yeah. finding something to do. It's really cool. Exactly. And I, I think that, um, you know, as, uh, you know, several months ago, if I were to have filled something out about my, you know, interests or passions or all that kind of stuff, I, I was just drawing a blank because I yeah. couldn't, I, I had no idea. And mm-hmm. and so partly now is um, I'm still finding out that the old me is still the new me in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And yeah. it just feels like... Um, just finding out what feels right again. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Feel peaceful this week that way. So, good. And, you know, it is 11 months today. Yeah. The day that we are recording this uh, was 11 months ago today that, yeah, my dad, dad passed. passed. Passed away. So, passed away. Um, you know, we're coming up on that one year thing. And uh, and again, you know, I start looking for, forward to, like, how will I feel? What's it going to be like? How's it going to... Um, and... I just don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I guess I'm not looking and dreading it because, yeah. you know, we're at 11 months and it'll be 12 months and it'll be 13 months and yeah. it used to be six months. And so it'll, it'll, time is going. Yeah. It's weird. Like, cause for us, you know, what we definitely sort of jumped into right after dad passed was like, well, you know, that kickstarted our year of firsts. Yeah. You know, first Christmas, first holidays, first birthdays, first all those things. Yeah. Of, yeah. You know, and we've documented, I guess, most of them here on this <laughs> yeah, show. But true. like uh, that, to me, that's what is interesting is like once in a month when it is a year, I don't know. For There's a part of me that's like, well, should I, should I feel different than I do now? Or like, what even do I feel right now? It's, uh, I think I had this idea just because my, you know, the brain likes to sort of categorize things in nice packages. Mm-hmm. And like, well, after a year, I'll 
I'll know what it's going to, what life is going to be like without my dad. And now, you know, through this year, realizing like the experiences I go through without him or where I'm going to learn how right. I feel about that. Yeah. Not necessarily the date that passes. Exactly. But yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. You know, it definitely feels kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it does. What are you thinking, Katie, about that? It, I mean, does it feel like it's been almost, I mean, it's 11 months today. It's, it's wild. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot of stuff going on around that time, like work-wise and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like we have plans to go camping yeah. on our birthday weekends. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I've been thinking so much about that that I forgot that like, that's wild to think it was a no. year ago. But do, I mean, in yeah. a way, don't yeah. remember nope. that. It's no. nice that we yeah. keep making plans and life keeps moving and on. It yeah. does. And like I said, we're not going to be the day he died, I'd rather not worry and think and dwell on that one. I'd like all the other days where he lived. Yeah. And there were lots and lots of yeah. those. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, that's something too. It's like, as this year has progressed, it's been, you know, those first few months for sure initially were like, that was the center of pretty much all the conversations that we had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, even that Katie and I had was just around, because that wound was so fresh. And so now it's kind of like, and I struggled with some guilt. We, you know, I think we've talked about that too on the show of when it dad's passing wasn't always right on the forefront of what I had planned, you know, well, yeah. cause the, the future keeps moving on and keep making plans for the future. Yeah. And there was definitely a guilt at first. That's like, why am I not mourning my dad as much right now? Right. Mm -hmm. You know? And then like, Oh, but then, you know, something comes and hits that sour button that yeah. just like really hurts. And yeah. you're like, okay, no, there it is. It never, yeah. well, it this never week, went quite um, far away. You know, on those Facebook memories that yeah, come yeah. up, yeah. um, there was this really great one. How many, was it two years ago I that we so, were yeah. in New Orleans on a, critter cruise or whatever they're called yeah. uh, through the swamp tour and uh, by use of louisiana yeah and so your dad and i danced um nobody else joined in so it was just the two of us on that that critter cruise dance floor which wasn't even a dance floor yeah and i love the picture yeah yeah and um that's and one it, of my yeah. favorite pictures from that trip yeah yeah and so yeah, when i saw that it didn't bring me sorrow at all. It was like, oh my gosh, I remember that was such a good day. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Uh, let's. I don't know how to segue into imposter. Well, I, stuff. I, 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 I need to know kind of what, what it is. So I think we have a good segue in the sense that Katie and I are both. So I, at my job, I've started a new, uh, a little bit more of a new role in the job as far as. Um, my boss has asked me to, if I wanted to be a part more, a part of the like customer service aspect of mm -hmm. things. Cause they like how I talk to customers and, you know, I mean, I'm like learning a bit about our products that we sell. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't matter where I work, but it's a, uh, <laughs> they're great. But, um, uh, so I've been learning these things and, but, but the role that you're in has changed and you're, you're well, a little bit yeah. more face to face with, in, customers, with customers in a world. Um, we, we sell a lot of so it's microfiber towels that we um, and we mostly deal with auto like auto detailers sure. people who are de willing to detail in their cars and something I was fascinated with when I started this job because that's not a world I've ever been a part of yeah you know and uh, and so I I loved kind of learning that and seeing that there are people who are so passionate about the different processes and the different little ways they could customize their the way they wash and detail their cars, yeah. like people get so into it. And I thought that was fascinating. And I love being on the outside. And now that I'm in a position where I have to answer questions about this stuff, about these products to people who are passionate in this field. And I have not, I mean, I have a barely in, 
an interest in it and not in a bad way but it's just auto detailing is never something that sure that really I mean, you're just... the guy who puts his laundry in the yeah <laughs> yeah i so i i i'm loving learning about it but there's a definitely this part of me that's like oh this is so not where i'm supposed to to be right now and i want to be and, and these and people know everything and i know nothing. oh and they know that i know nothing <laughs> do um, you tell them that no no i i've actually learned that this week i've been pretty good at uh not bsing but I've been pretty good at finding an answer on the fly. Right. Yeah. Um, and so like that brings some, some confidence there yeah. too. Yeah. But that for me is something that this week I've been like really feeling of this, you know, and that's just one little le level of imposter syndrome for sure. And we'll get it. I learned a little bit about the history of it today that we'll get into. But oh, for, wow. for, for me, that was where uh, when I texted you about wanting to do that topic, I was like, I'm feeling that this week. Mm -hmm. good. You know, this fun, it's a fun learning experience, but I'm also like, it, it's hard for me to feel like I'm, like I belong right where I'm at at the moment. Sure. Um, and then Katie, you just started your new job that yeah. is kind of in a way a um, a next step up from the, the job you had before. Oh, and I know definitely. That, that's something that we, that we talked about too. Yeah. Of you being like, I don't know if this is where I'm if if I'm supposed to be here. Are yeah. they, they going to find out that I'm not supposed to be here and fire me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad they gave me the opportunity because I hope I don't fail. <laughs> yeah. Probably going to fail. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I've been there for a little over a month now, so I've gotten a little bit more comfortable for right. sure. But yeah, imposter syndrome comes and goes. Yeah. And I know that, Mom, you've talked about it before too. Like when you first became a principal, sure. there was that thing of like, does anyone know I'm not supposed to be yeah. doing this? this? But I don't As know I walk down doing. the hall, like if I just, if I just uh, put my head up and my my uh, heels just keep clicking down the linoleum floor, <laughs> yeah. I look like a principal. <laughs> I'm going to, so I'll pull up the names here, but... Uh, so imposter syndrome, I, I found out, was initially a, a term coined in the early 70s. 1978. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want to take it? Uh, sure. I mean, I have notes here that I'm looking at. Yeah, currently. please take the um, notes. So it was originally documented and named and studied in 1978 by two psychologists, Pauline uh, Clance, Pauline Rose Clance, and Suzanne Imes. Um, Interestingly enough, when I was reading it, they thought that because they're two female psychologists, they thought it was a condition that only affected women because when they were documenting it, the only cases of it that they found were women at the time. Yeah. So for just a little bit on that, not to interrupt. Yeah, no, 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 uh, go. But that there was, what I was hearing was that, so this was, came around in what was being referred to in the podcast I was listening to about it as the sec second wave feminism. Yeah. So it seemed like there was a lot of... Um, like the women's i was a revolution but yeah, the, yeah. The, you know like the the movements to to gain like equal rights basically for women uh had sort of made such an impact and then there's these women who are succeeding in business and becoming successful where they've never where, been before and that yeah. that model wasn't really there and so a lot of this was very new to a lot of people mm -hmm. and so a lot of women were the the ones that perceived at first to be experiencing this imposter syndrome because it it to me, it seemed like there was there's not a model to be like, oh, this is yeah, like when sense. I see a successful white CEO, I'm like, oh, I feas feasibly could be in those shoes. Some I picture what a, that yeah. man looks like, yeah. you know, but like this is why representation matters. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what something that I was getting into uh, listening about today, too. But sorry, you could uh, continue. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I mean, that was a perfect addition to it. Mm -hmm. Um uh, they did eventually acknowledge a couple years after releasing that study that it was something that affected men as well and other people. Um, and so they 
essentially, um, this is the definition that I really liked by Audrey Irvin, anyone who isn't able to internalize their own successes um, and see it as for what it is. Um, so, I mean, imposter syndrome really can affect anybody. It's, it's very closely related to like sort of anxiety disorders um, or neuroses, but it can also be sort of an upbringing thing if mm -hmm. you're brought up in like an environment where you're expected to be a perfectionist. Like when you, you know, then transition into a career and you start failing, <laughs> you start yeah. seeing yourself as an imposter. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, and there's, there's a few different, um, I would say personality traits that could really uh, evolve into creating an imposter syndrome. Um, so there's like perfectionists, um, there's people who see themselves as experts, they're like, they think they're too smart to be able to ask questions because they don't want to look dumb or look ignorant. Um, and then there's also uh, natural geniuses, people that are seen as like, you know, oh, you're a savant or whatever. Mm. It's like when they actually do get into real life where it's like, maybe you're good at that one thing, but you're not good at other things. Yeah. They're gonna start thinking like, oh, I am an imposter. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like the people that are superheroes, the people that push themselves so hard that they, um, they do it specifically because they wanna prove that they're not an imposter, but internally. They still have that monologue of, well, if you don't do this and you don't push yourself hard, you are an imposter. Right. A lot of it comes down to it and something that we've talked about on other episodes, too, is like self-talk. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times with when someone's experiencing uh, moments of feeling in, in, like an imposter, it's just you feed it into a negative cycle of, mm -hmm. of oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I, why am I even trying this? Why am I even doing this? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to. And then it just sort of you bury yourself yeah. and that's or you can. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And like. So is it imposter syndrome when you, um, like say are beginning a new job mm -hmm. and you just, it's all new, new routines, new everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, you know, so your, your self-talk is, man, maybe I, this is over my head. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't belong here, but eventually you become yeah. comfortable in that job. Right. Now, does imposter syndrome last for some people longer? For some Cause people. I remember, you know halfway you know i mean into my after a month or something at the new job i felt like i am the yeah. right right <laughs> you I know like I, once yeah, like but... you build some self-confidence and stuff too so yeah. that, i think that's all everyone just kind of has that at a different rate and i think um the i think the longer it takes to to gain self-confidence or if you're not in an environment that is nurturing to building that mm -hmm. confidence around you it could i could see it being the reason someone would quit a job uh, or, or be something that'd be a hard hurdle for someone to get Just over. Can't yeah. settle into it. Yeah. 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 Or almost like force themselves to fail because they, they can't sabotage. Yeah. Because sabotage. they've already convinced that, they, you know, they, that they won't succeed. in the first Yeah. Place. Yeah. And it's, it, it, so that's why I think it's interesting too. So we're talking about like when it was a, initially the, ter the, term was coined and it was initially thought to be a psychological, uh, issue that just affected women. Uh, and then obviously like it's shown that oh men also feel that this way too it's something that kind of to me when i was reading about it fed into this idea of like that you know we, the word gets thrown around the term but like toxic masculinity and this thing of like i think there's men all over the place mm -hmm. i mean it's more talked about now and i think of our generation the generation i'm a part of the millennials mm -hmm. i think we are more open to talking about our feelings and and expressing those things and seeing the importance of it you know mm -hmm. because we've there have been certain uh, models that we've seen growing up, but uh, that are not a healthy uh, version of a what I you know mm -hmm. a, a human being should act like. Well, yeah. and I I think that that for for men, 
it's it's generational i mean it's mm-hmm. um it it every generation will make some progress in that way and um but yeah i i could see where in 1978 a man wasn't going to raise his hand and say you know i feel like she does mm-hmm. inside uh-huh or like Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, guys. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. Because it, you know, if, if I was to say, even today, though, if I go into my boss's office and be like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. I'm planting that seed that I'm not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, and I don't think that's a, a, just a man thing by any means. It's That's just a how I, if I project that I don't think I'm supposed to be here, I think that's how I'm going to be seen, mm-hmm. you know? And that's just a, a byproduct of, sure. I think, feeling that way. Yeah. Um, and then, like... But if it's saying... I am stepping out of my comfort zone in this job and I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. And, uh, and this is, you know, it's just like, I can't, I really am having a hard time believing I'm getting this opportunity. That's in a way saying it with a, a positive. Totally. Spin, I, it? Yeah, well, and that's yeah. the thing. There's, there's definitely, um, that's what I've been saying to myself this past month <laughs> and a half. I can't believe how lucky I am. Yeah. yeah. No, truly. I mean, there's ways to, to counteract that, imposter it's not like a it's not a disease you know yeah it's yeah. It's, it's it's a it's a very valid feeling and i think the first step is acknowledging that oh i feel like an imposter right now like taking some of that like the piss out of it a little yeah, bit to little be like power yeah to be like okay but that doesn't mean i don't belong here but this is how i'm feeling mm-hmm. um another thing that i thought was interesting that like not just when it comes to jobs but you know uh, there's a lot of and there's a lot of people in our circles and stuff that really struggle with this idea of identity mm-hmm. um, when it, either if it comes to gender, um, if it comes to, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of things that yeah. like uh, if that you would feel like an, that it's not a concrete thing of like, Oh, I'm this, or I feel this way. This is who yeah. I am. That sense of identity can also, you can feel like lost in that yeah. or, or a sense of imposter yeah. uh, feelings in that as well. Yeah. We have um, uh, a good friend of ours uh, in the music scene that, is biracial they're Mm -hmm. they're white um have a white mother and a black father Mm -hmm. and they very much like don't fit in either you know they they are somebody that like if a person of color sees them and recognizes them they're like oh you're obviously black like Mm -hmm. we we get that whereas if you know the majority of boise is white Mm -hmm. like they see somebody like that they're like oh you're just another white person Mm -hmm. but no like they 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 sort of fall between those two um Mm -hmm. identities and so yeah like for that person in particular it's very They've, they've talked a couple times about how they have imposter syndrome just about their own identity, which sure. is, yeah, something that a lot of people in marginalized groups have. Mm-hmm. And, like, you see it, too, in, like, uh, in the music scene. A mm-hmm. lot of, like, and I won't speak to an experience I don't have, but, like, a lot of the women that I know in the music scene feel that this is a male-dominated area. And yeah. so to be a, a – it's hard sometimes, I think, to feel like a confident individual in this scene mm-hmm. uh, not just Boise by any means but just music in general and, yeah. and bands and like underground sort of stuff like you know it's it's kind of seen as a male dominated area and so I think that idea of like oh, I'm not supposed to be here because this isn't the model that I see around mm-hmm. me all the time mm-hmm. you know it can really like shake you a little bit yeah. and that's unfortunate but a lot of that I think comes down to how I think I think just having conversations like this help that like yeah you know, I think there's, I can imagine plenty of times where probably I, I was completely ignorant to making somebody feel um, threat, threatened, but like inadequate. If I, maybe if I'm asking too deep of music questions or something, sure, you know, sure. where I'm like, oh, if, if I don't know exactly what he knows, then maybe I shouldn't be kind of like, yeah. I can see, I bet I've totally put someone in that position and I just hadn't thought about it. Yeah, sure. You know, and so I think trying to kind of just uh, having, I don't know, you know, just yeah. having that sort of awareness can be. A huge factor in, yeah. in helping somebody else feel like they belong where they are you mm-hmm. know because i think chances are most of the time we do belong right where we're at mm-hmm. 
you know, as long as if we feel pulled towards that. Yeah. And I do think back to your point about like, is it something that's a lifelong condition? Um, one of the things that the psychologist pointed out in this article I was reading on time is that like, it's normal to feel imposter syndrome pop up at different times in mm-hmm. your life. But what isn't normal is when you let it control your life. Uh, and yeah. so very much so it's, it's just like any other anxiety sort of condition where like it'll pop up sometimes and you feel a sense of anxiety, like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Right. Um, but when you recognize it and you're like, oh, this is imposter syndrome. You know, I know what this is. I can name it. Um, and then there are ways to, you know, help yourself, you know, not feel so imposter. But, yeah, it's it's those moments when it's like it controls your life. You self-sabotage. Sure. That's when it's like, you should yeah. probably yeah. see a psychologist. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. and I bet, like, you've seen probably a lot of that because you've worked with a lot of professionals, mm-hmm. you know, in your mm-hmm. in your career and stuff, too, where somebody has all the necessary tools, but maybe not that necessarily that belief in them themselves or that... Uh, or just the experiences. The experience, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, brand new, fresh out of college teachers. I tell them, you're going to feel like you're kind of just faking it till you're making it for a while here. And and that's okay. Yeah. Just um, do your best job acting like a teacher until you really feel like one. And yeah. you'll be good. Well, that's, and that's yeah. completely one of the things <laughs> that, that I was coming across too. When it, when, when it was like how to counteract mm-hmm. this feeling of imposter syndrome is – Put your shoulders up and 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 fight that fight until you feel that you belong there, you know. Sure, yeah. And that's not always a uh, a great. That doesn't necessarily help if you're feeling like I got to go hide in the bathroom right now or I got to yeah. go uh, get out of here. But like to collect yourself mm-hmm. and say no, I'm gonna stand up. Mm-hmm. I do belong here. I will mm-hmm. get this, you know. Well, and I think that that's another um, Just positive self talk, I guess. If yeah, anything. yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's it's like one of those secrets to success too. Like you're never gonna be good at something from the get-go no unless yeah. you are a very lucky savant but like the majority of people when they start doing stuff they fail sure and they fail miserably yeah. but they learn so much from that mm-hmm. and that's yeah. something that uh, a lot of people probably have a hard time accepting we obviously we live in a society mm-hmm. that doesn't like praise failure but at the same time failure sure. is often our biggest teacher i was just feeling when you were talking about the marginalized communities yeah. and how I mean, I, my heart just breaks for folks um, who have to fight that battle every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't change, you know, your uh, your, your ethnicities, your colors, your... Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't change who you are. You can't yeah. change any of it. And yet, and I think most, I want to say most Americans um, totally don't want to exclude anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was speaking with my, my niece, who is an actress in New York, um, and when they get together to start talking about, uh, you know, reading a new play and things, they go around a circle, introduce themselves. But now part of the introduction is you also say what pronouns you're comfortable with. Oh, yeah. So um, everybody can just be themselves and be comfortable. And if um, wherever you're at, you know, this yeah. is my name. This is what the name is that I go by. And these yeah. are the pronouns you can use. And they go, great. Now... There's that. And then, you know, you read on the news where people are at a rally saying, go home, go home to people who are fully American. Oh, like our American. president of the United States? <laughs> well, I know we're not a political podcast, but if you're but paying yes, any, if if you're you're paying pay any, any attention, attention, that's yeah. an inaccept- unacceptable way to... Well, I would say it's Im- it, it is going counter to everything that that I know. I mean, it, it breaks people's hearts. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's a way to silence mm-hmm. folks to not even try... Um, you know, to, to step out and state an opinion. Yeah. And, 
I don't know. So no, I, totally. I feel it, 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 like it's it's so important that that uh, you know our vulnerabilities that it th- when you're feeling an impo- like you're an imposter that you don't mm-hmm. belong that maybe I'm in over my head. What you can share with others is helpful, so others can bring you along. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because that's I mean, and this is a. a this goes right back to many things that we've talked about when it comes to struggles with with feelings of any sort of like not a deficit's not the right word, but when you feel inadequacy, yeah, maybe inadequacy. Having a, se- a sense of community or a support mm-hmm. system or any is paramount. If you yeah. have a, a group of people that accepts you and and will say these are my pronouns, this is mm-hmm. who I feel as I am, this is my name that I go by, this is mm-hmm. who I identify as, and a group to say hell yeah you are, and mm-hmm. and I'm here for you for mm-hmm. you for yeah. that. Like that is paramount. That's yeah. huge because that's a hard road to go alone. Yeah, I can't. E- I can't even imagine. But I could. I could talk for hours about discrimination <laughs> yeah. and sort of like the root and basis of all of that. I mean, essentially, like speaking to that sort of yeah. example, yeah. it's very much like they are purposely trying to exclude these people from their community, and by excluding them, they're othering them. They're making mm-hmm. them less human in their own eyes, mm-hmm. which, of course, then leads to further violence of and course. further mm-hmm. yeah, horrible things. And so, yeah, I think even, even in the case of imposter syndrome, it's really important to have acceptance, and it's really important to see that representation mm-hmm. so that you can see yourself in those sorts of positions yeah. down the road. And that's that can be scary sometimes for the you know dominant people in power. Yeah. So Well, I know that as a young child, uh, growing up, there were not, there were no female uh, principals that I knew in mm. my town. Yeah. So um, building principals were, the administrators were male. And as you climbed higher up into the hierarchies of that bureaucracy, mm-hmm. male, more more and more male yeah. dominated. Um, and it's lovely now that, you know, at, at a school when they say, you know, dress up what you like what you want to be when you grow up. And some of the little boys dress like the principal and some of the little girls dress like a principal. Yeah. And everybody's like, sure thing. That's, you know, that's kind of two generations out. These are yeah. kids old enough to be my grandkids. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. You know, if yeah. um, if I walked around kind of feeling a little like, maybe this is not for me. Well, maybe, you know what? There's 400 kids going, I could be like that. Yeah. I I think one of the quotes I really liked is a sense of belonging can bring a sense of confidence. Mm -hmm. So just just feeling like you have the ability to potentially belong Mm -hmm. there can Mm -hmm. build your confidence. Yeah. 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 So in my uh, new chapter of my life book, you know, as a a person who is single, um, sometimes I feel like an imposter uh, when I go places like... Um, driving last week to meet a person I didn't know for tea, I'm feeling like this could be such a bust. I mean, this could be so <laughs> awful. And yet having, um, not taking the whole thing seriously uh, in a way, but but there was that feeling of an imposter syndrome of, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, what am I doing? And there's the, um, sometimes, uh, I, I don't know, you, you go places and... Uh, you're sort of that third wheel person. Yeah. And and yet, if I guess if I were more, I don't know. I, I'm just so fortunate that the people that I tag along with, if it's my kids or if it's, you know, friends or whatever, I feel, I don't feel like a third person left out exactly. Yeah. I just feel like a, a Trisha, you know, mm-hmm. as as is. And um, but But I can see where when you're stepping into new, 
things, that's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's just scary. what that because something's new and that experience isn't there. You know, that's where it's like. I mean, because I remember, I remember. Want to get a little fun about it? I remember when I the first time I asked Katie to hang out. <laughs> you know, it's when you're messaging online. You know, because we knew each other, uh-huh. and so I messaged her through Facebook. And, you know, I was like, hey, do you want to hang out sometime? In my head, you know, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a yeah. fine, cool, confident thing to say. Yeah. Uh, let's go do this sometime. But I, like, you know, I reread that message probably five, six times before yeah. I sent it. And then, like, you were then camping you wait, in the mountains wait, wait, at the wait, time, wait. too. So I was, I didn't hear back for a couple of days. And I was yeah. just like, I totally blew it. You <laughs> dummy. Like, you know, it was just like, there's yeah. that. I felt so bad. <laughs> no, no. I mean, obviously, we're too fine. Yeah. But that, yeah. it was, it's that thing of, like, uh, I'll present myself to be like, hey, let's go do this. But then Inside, internally, yeah, it's just yeah. like, what am I doing? This is so dumb. What am I doing? I why Why would you do that? You know? And I think it's, I, I don't know. It's one of those things. Now, wait, I, when you read it, yeah. when you got back into, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, when it, I reached when, over the peak of the mountain and had you could read again. it and it came through and you saw that, did mm-hmm. you go, oh, man. I mean, kind of. I yeah. was like, I, is... I was, my friend was driving uh-huh. and I just remember being like, oh, oh gosh, Matt texted me or like messaged me on Facebook or whatever. And she was like, what are you going to say? And I'm like, uh, he so wants she to hang had, out. So you'd probably talked about him a little bit while you were camping. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> she's oh, like, I what? Didn't know that. Of course they do. Girls do. I don't know. Yeah, of course. I don't so know. I was going to say, I was single at the time. <laughs> they're, they're, it's a hot topic. They're so far out in front of boys that way. That's <laughs> true. true. It's true. But I don't mean to marginalize you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think, uh, yeah, I just. But you were happy to get the text. Wendy has a piece of foam in her mouth. Yeah, Wendy has taken some of the soundproofing and made it um, a pillow. But uh, yeah, also, sorry, I feel like there's some music going on above us. So if that uh, is bleeding through, apologies. There's some unique noises in the studio today, but that's okay. Um, Yeah. Anyways, going back to just imposter syndrome and sort of like things that can help alleviate it. um, I mean... I I definitely think imposter syndrome is entirely a lack of confidence. So you have to do things to build confidence. And a lot of that is just practice. You just have to accept failure (laughs) and accept that you will get better the more you do something. Right. I can say the same for myself. Like I had no intention of being a writer whatsoever. Like I went in for an anthropology and a French degree because I wanted to like travel the world or something. Um, (laughs) And then I ended up getting that job at Page One Power where I had to write for a living. So I learned to do it. And then Wendy keeps picking up more foam. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and that job, you know, built the foundation for me to feel confident enough to apply for a copywriting position at my current employer. Yeah. Yeah. And like still, I don't feel like I am like meant to be there kind of a thing. You know, I feel like, oh, gosh, I've never written copy for like web pages or yeah. done all these other things. But, but wait, the more you I have, it, because now you have, right? Yeah, I mean, I you've have. written it. I've, I've read some now. stuff and yeah. it's good. Yeah, thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Um, yeah, like even today they wanted to redo a couple like headers on the, the front page and like front page is big deal. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the front page of a website. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we found some words that really worked. And so it was, it's like simple stuff like that. Yeah. That the more you do it, the more confidence yes. you'll have. And yeah. I, the less of an imposter. You right. Have. And, and I feel like, too, a lot of alleviating some of that feeling of imposter syndrome is also letting go of this idea that, like, so I have this thing where it's like internally, there's always this part of me that feels like, uh, you know, a little kid who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like I, I know I'm a competent um, a, adult mm-hmm. uh, and I, I have plenty of things I can do. But there's a thing when you step into a new situation or something where there's a part of me that 
remember as being a kid and just assuming like my teachers mm -hmm. or people knew exactly what they were doing. They were confident in what they were doing. Like they got it all taken care of. So now growing up and being somebody who's in the, in the working world doing these jobs, being like, well, I don't feel the way that I imagined, <laughs> I imagined them to feel. Yeah. You know, I think a part of alleviating that imposter syndrome feeling is realizing, oh, they also didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're doing yeah. at first. You know, you get that that basis but and if you're the if you feel like i'm the only one in this room who doesn't belong feels like they don't belong here you are probably wrong yeah you know yeah. I, and i think i mean we all we don't share our inner dialogues all the time because i'm not going to show up into all... a room and be like i should leave huh <laughs> you guys think i should you guys think i should leave yeah but i, I think we leave. all share that sort of you know idea we have very similar we're all Mm -hmm. We're all humans. We mm -hmm. have very similar thought patterns. Yeah. Oh, and I remember being back, like, even when I'm, like, you know, even when you're a teenager or something and, like, hanging out and be like, oh, everyone, like, when I was hanging out with my friends, I'm like, I want them to think I'm cool because they're so cool and stuff. They're probably thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. And then you look back, I'm like, no teenager is cool. Yeah. Like, sorry. But, like, we all sucked when we were, like, teens because you're figuring out how to be an adult yeah. at first. And so, like, no one, you know. But can I just say this, too? I'm, I'm coming up this summer as my 40th high school reunion. Oh, wow. And I anticipate, because in my head already, it's like, those people all have had awesome careers, the best marriages, the greatest kids. Crazy they vacations. Drive the, crazy, everybody yeah. else has got it going on. And I have just, you know, hit right. a wall. And there I'm going to go. Chances are, that's not the truth. Yeah. But yeah. chances more are likely. No. that I will have more in common with people than I ever did yeah. there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I think um, kind of being able to reassure ourselves that way of being like, I'm not the only one who feels yeah. this way, probably in this very situation, you know, mm -hmm. um, to kind of understand that, that other people are also in that, that boat, you yeah. know, we, even though it's not always discussed, mm -hmm. you know, and, and being able to, even if you have to go to the bathroom out to your car for a minute, collect yourself and, you know, Positive self-talk mm -hmm. over time does have a really positive impact to say, mm -hmm. even if you don't believe it right away, to say, I do belong here. I do belong in this community. Or I, I do, uh, I I am who I feel like I am. You know, mm -hmm. any of those things, like, over time, that positive self-talk will, will rub off into a positive self-identity, I, I would yeah. assume. And then to take it even further, when you realize that about yourself, to be able to to reach out and help somebody else who's mm -hmm. going through right, right. that, yeah. you know, to mentoring newer support. people than you yeah. To, yeah. to the company. Um, yeah. To yeah. be, yeah, to be a supportive person to somebody else too. I mean, that will benefit ourselves and the person yeah. that we're, that we're That's providing right. a, a support system to. Yeah. One of the bits of advice, um, and this is definitely specific to a career, but I think it ties into that is remind yourself that you're affecting others when you're not asking questions and seeking answers. If you're scared to look ignorant, the best solution is to ask and learn, just, mm -hmm. you know, with a growth mindset. Yep. Um, and very similarly, like when you ask those hard questions, you can then answer those questions for other people. Mm -hmm. If you if you are somebody who feels like, you know, maybe you're you feel out of your community or something like imagine down the road, you can be an inspiring person for a younger person who mm -hmm. is also a part of that community. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's that sort of. Yeah, just by persevering. All, yeah, yeah, we're all social <laughs> right? creatures, right? Yeah. We all just want to find that that connection yeah. that we can make with somebody else. And if you can be that like stable connection for right. somebody down the road. You know, and, and down the road, say, you know, I, I don't know if this is how you're feeling, but when I was 
you know, yeah. when I first came to this job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, what I would love more than anything right now uh, at my job mm-hmm. uh, is, and I don't blame it. It's, it's a very positive environment. Mm-hmm. But in this week that I've been figuring this stuff out, because oh, the, the way to learn, especially when it comes to answering phones and those things, I... I, I do believe the best way to really just learn is to get in and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job, but it would also mean quite a bit if someone came up and was like, how are you, how are you feeling? You know, like, are you, where are you at? Because yeah. I know how I would feel in this situation. Yeah. Just that little affirmation. Yeah. So in not the, that I'm not getting that, but I, I, I'm not seeking it out. You know, are, is there like the, the position you have, is there somebody else in the company that you are replacing that that isn't there anymore no. or so is what, it a, what's really cool a new about, position yeah what's really cool about my job is it's kind of a it's been growing so quickly mm-hmm. um that they're making these new positions so there is another customer service person and she's been very very helpful mm-hmm. very helpful but is also busy and yeah. doing their own thing and so like you know there's a part of me still that's like well i gotta keep my head down and learn this even if i'm feeling stressed or like whatever yeah. because i think i know that down the road i will feel like i I know and I'm comfortable enough knowing this stuff that I should be here. But uh, yeah, every once in a while, like, you know, it's just like having some sort of positive affirmation right. or, or even just um, recognize, you know, having that recognition that like, oh, yeah, this is kind of crazy, huh? Like, yeah. uh, sometimes I'm like, oh, that, you know, wouldn't be so, wouldn't be half bad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, not saying it's bad. It really isn't. But it's no. just like. I think it's a really important part of that process of of, mm-hmm. of feeling comfortable is having other people empathize with you or feel like, yeah. okay, yeah, this is probably how you're feeling right now. Yeah. Or like, hey, you're doing well, good it, or whatever. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. You know, yeah. if you're in a position where you are learning something new, you're feeling like an imposter, you're not getting, you know, I, I you're not getting the, the feedback that you've that you're doing great. So, uh-huh. you know, you, it might be feeding your, I am more of an imposter because I'm not, Get, nobody's telling me different, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and I could see then where a person might sabotage their, their, their themselves yeah. and, uh, and not be long for that job. It's, un, it's an uncomfortable feeling. And, and I think people have different levels of, of tolerance. Right. For that, that threshold that we yeah. can kind of withstand. Right. Yeah. And some people, um, probably through experience can, uh, walk through fire and mm-hmm. there are others who just like, mm, kitchen's a little warm. I'm getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. And it's just those experiences. Um, but yeah, really, I mean, that seems like the, the best way to alleviate it is to, you know, keep keep your chin up and keep on trucking. But also, yeah. but also uh, you know, finding the people that, that can be a support system yeah. and, uh, and, and realizing that you're not the only one feeling this way. Yeah. And if, if it is bad enough where you feel like it is interfering with your life, you know, see a therapist if you That's have right. the resources yeah. to do it. Or if you're in an environment that is not at all, um, accepting of that yeah. then you know that that's more of a that says more about them than it does about y- any one of us yeah. you know yeah but people do not accept what they fear and do not understand Ooh. yeah deep thought of the day <laughs> deep thought of the day and yet just you can just see it all the time mm-hmm. and uh and that's i i uh, uh that's uh, another day right yeah. but we love you <laughs> we hey you listening to this right now yeah you're doing a dang good job. Yep. You belong right. You belong right where you're at, or even better. Are you Are you talking to Katie? Or are you talking to our listeners? I'm talking to the listeners. Yeah. Oh, because you were looking at Katie. So well, I was I'm like, at that's Katie. really sweet. But Katie, you also are doing a great Thank job. Thank you. Thank you so Mom, much. Mom, doing a great job. Yeah. Listener, you're doing a great job. Proud of you. We think you're awesome. We do. Yeah. 
And we have some goals for this week. <laughs> wow. Well, tomorrow I'm going to Garth Brooks. Nice. So goal is to kidnap Garth and yeah. take him out to uh, tea at Denny's. <laughs> yes. Have a okay. nice time. Garth Brooks, right now I'm saying if you would like to go out for some iced tea at Denny's, I can. I got the perfect booth and... Uh, <laughs> And it could only be a better experience than it was last week. <laughs> would you Would you settle? Seems a little harsh, but if Blake Shelton was the only yes. one available, yes, okay, yep, yep, <laughs> okay, all right, good second, solid yeah. second, yep. yep, nope, it's no no seconds. It's just a whole different, it's a yeah. whole new and different and awesome Down experience as well. Yeah. And you know, I currently unemployed. I I could actually go on the road and help set up. There you go. I could sell t-shirts. I could sell t-shirts. I'm friendly. What yeah. if you became a roadie? Oh, you could probably I you could, could probably play the tambourine, mom. Oh yeah. Oh, you play the viola. I mean, that's country western if I ever heard it. Yeah, that's true. It's not, but I mean, it can be. <laughs> you could make a country. Anything western. can be. Yeah. Any fiddle players out there? I'm sorry. And if I, I have insulted you. I have my <laughs> new shirt to wear tomorrow. Says blame it all on my roots. Nice. And you know, it's gonna be awesome. So my goal for the week is to go to Garth Brooks this 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 week and just like be in the same have massive ever... area where he is. Yeah. So for yeah. a little context for the fans. Growing up in our house, my dad was, I mean, also a country music fan, but I mean, uh, he's the one that I attribute knowing all like the rock and roll bands yeah. that I like to like, you yep. know, like he was all in about Boston or mm-hmm. Chicago or any of those bands. The Not band. The band. Uh, any of those bands. Uh, Aerosmith, ACDC, mm-hmm. here we go. But mm-hmm. like country western was mom's thing, country music, Garth Brooks above all. Oh. Above all. Garth Brooks was a staple of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you you've seen him before live? No. Never. And I heard he puts on a, a hell of a performance. I know. And here's my thing. It's really awful. I, I'm very excited to go. But if I couldn't go, I'd be okay. Because I just don't... I, I've, heard, I've heard it's a wonderful show and I, his music is awesome. But... It could in my in my mind it's so much bigger. It, oh. So like this is going to yeah. be re- reality is yeah. going. I'm going to have to accept reality that with cars. Yeah, that, and right now and your fantasies can make so much more. I know uh, it uh, has extravagance. That pedestal that he stands on with well, me. I've is heard he so does great. good shows. But I've heard. But that's the other thing I've heard. He's one of the best performers out there, even today. Yeah. So I think you know maybe maybe I'm excited to hear how how he holds up to your expectations. Well, and then if uh, anybody on the the Garth tour area decides that uh, they need somebody to help sell merch, <laughs> uh, this will just become a Sun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He'll be dealing with it. Um, so my my goal this week will be to um, do more to familiarize myself with this new job that I have at my at my work. They yeah. there's um, they post a lot of videos online about the products we sell, um, you know. And so I think it would be good for me to to take some time that to put to put forth with myself, not just because like. Uh, I think it's important to like know what I'm selling or whatever, but like, I think also to, for myself, it'll help me build confidence to be like, I, I'm doing work right for free. I'm doing work off the clock. I mean, it's watching videos, yeah. but like, you know, to be like, I'm really putting in my, my effort here. So my, my goal this week is a fold the laundry that's sitting on top of my dresser. Thank you. Uh, B kind of familiarize myself more with, with the new, uh, Parts of my job that I'm stepping into. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And working off the clock is not a big deal because you know what? It's still your life, and and you spend so much time at work mm-hmm. that it it's it's your work life. But you're, it's true. You're I'm, making your life better by 
feeling more comfortable there. It's true. And it's one of those things, too, where it's like, I've bumped up against it before because I've definitely worked at jobs where the last thing you're going to get me to do is anything work-related off the clock. Sure. But I genuinely like my job, and I genuinely yeah. like my, my employers. And for this stage of my life, I want to... Mm. Um, do the most I can here. So I'm just saying, a kid of two school teachers, heaven's sakes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's the the day doesn't end when you when you go home. No, that's for sure. Never, yeah. never, but, never. Katie, do you have a goal for this week? Um, first, I just want to say, uh, for legal purposes, as I am supposed to be a expert on the Fair Labor Standards Act now, uh, legally you are not allowed to work off the clock. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure employer can't it, request. It, it. They can't request it nor require it. Yeah. I'm just saying, but a person wanting to feel more comfortable in their job yeah, well i don't want to break shows... it i don't want to break any laws yeah <laughs> so i'll maybe shows yeah. initiative <laughs> just, yeah yeah just take an hour-long lunch and tell them you're watching videos yeah my goal research. is to dip my toe further into the world of auto detailing <laughs> fair <laughs> sorry anyways um my goal <laughs> um the thing that has been uh i think the most prominent on my mind uh and i think this might have been my goal last time i can't remember it's been a few weeks um but the commute to work is so much longer than what i'm used to previously and i'm still god bless that like it's only from boise to eagle because uh our other intuit offices in like mountain view and stuff their average commute is like an hour and a half oh my average (laughs) so like i am very grateful that it's only 30 minutes um however it's still not something i'm used to right because you worked from home quite a bit in your last job and even when you went to office the office it was like what 10 minutes away yeah 10 15 minutes away so it's just it's an adjustment um but i'm I'm hoping that maybe i can shift a little bit to getting home a little earlier because i think the biggest thing for me is when i get home it's like five o'clock five thirty right and i'm like okay let's get dinner going let's walk the dogs and then it's like maybe an hour or so yeah. to like watch tv or hang out and mm-hmm. like sometimes i have things with friends that i can go do but it still just feels like so little time right. to be able to do what i want to do yeah. um and i do really appreciate the mornings like i've really i will say grown... you, you get up and you get up pretty early and do make the most of the mornings yeah yeah i do uh yoga in mm-hmm. the morning and i enjoy my cup of coffee and then after matt leaves i take a shower and zip out of there yeah so um but i, I want to try and maybe maybe get up a little bit earlier okay or just not sleep in past my alarm a half hour <laughs> but utilize more of the time you have yeah that, so that way i can home. i can leave earlier and get home earlier potentially yeah. so but i think that's that's a tricky thing to balance yeah try and get your schedule and your routine figured out so. balance also a little balance. uh matt opinion of the day i feel like people should get paid uh during the commute I I know you can't legally because if something, if you were to be injured or something and you're on company time, you would, you know, but here's what I'm saying. Technically I'm salary. So technically. Oh, you're getting paid right now. You're getting paid to podcast. I'm getting paid to podcast. (laughs) I mean, not really, but (laughs) I'm expected to spend eight hours. That's fair. That's fair. But I've been spending like about seven to seven and a half hours at work. And then it's like the rest of it's like, okay, well, that's my commute. Sure. Okay. That's true. I guess I, I'm my, my brain's still on hourly. Yeah. And when I'm going to work, that's not my time. No, it isn't. But you yeah. know, Hey, that's just my, that's just a little opinion I have. I think that's a, that's a valid opinion. It's just fun things to think about. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us this week for listening. I hope this episode was in helpful or informative or yeah, it, enjoyed it. It was informative to me. Yeah. It good. was good. 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 Katie, thank you thank, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. And, Thanks and, for letting me be here. Thanks yeah. for asking me to be on and the invite and 
allowing me to talk and everything. Certainly appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find this podcast as well as many other fun podcasts, such as the Genuine Wrestle Boys podcast, where my voice is also featured. Um, uh, And plenty of other fantastic podcasts on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Um, That is, you can find that online at ease-drop.com. Find it on social medias. Pretty much... Pretty much, if you want to find it, you can find it. Mm-hmm. Eavesdrop mm-hmm. Podcast Network. There's... Except Twitter. I don't think they have a Twitter yet. Maybe not. Yeah. But uh, plenty of fantastic shows that cover a wide range of interests and topics. So maybe check it out and see if there's something mm-hmm. else you like on there. Yeah. Um, it, or we... email us. Definitely. Definitely. Please email us at dealingwithitpod at gmail.com. I promise I'll do my best to check the emails. Katie is the behind-the-scenes person, and she forwards the emails That's to you, us. That's Garth Brooks. You can just email right away. <laughs> Garth Brooks, we will expedite uh, yeah, <laughs> any Yeah, I will, I will check all. regularly this week to see if Garth <laughs> see Brooks Garth. emails. Thanks for listening, Garth. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. <laughs> yeah. But yes, please, dealingwithitpod at gmail.com. If you want to share with us your experience with imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. if you want to share with us a topic that you think you would like uh, that you would like to to, for us to talk about, or if you're interested in, in being a, a, a guest on this show, we could find ways to make that work. Mm-hmm. We would just love to hear from you. We are sincerely, sincerely appreciative for the feedback that we do get and sincerely appreciative of the listeners that we get for this show. It's it's really cool. And it's just, it makes it all mu- that much more yeah. um, fun to do. It is. But uh, just thank you. Thank you for listening. We will check back with you next week. Um, and until then, yeah. keep dealing, dealing with it. it.